0: This is a podcast about the Manosphere, so it may contain references to extremist misogyny and violence, and it will definitely contain lots of swears.
1: Hi, Happy New Year, and welcome to Manosphere Debunked the podcast where we normally debunk misinformation from the manosphere. Today's episode, however, is the second part of a Q&A session Aileen and I recorded before Christmas, where we answered some listener questions, one of which was very Christmas themed. So make sure to take note for the end of the year. Next week, we're back to business as usual, debunking the shit out of the manosphere. But for now, we hope this eases you into the new year and provides some food for thought, particularly the last question. Pay very careful attention.
0: Do you have to go? Uh,
1: no, I've, we've got about uh, another ten, ten, fifteen minutes. Should we do? Uh, should we do the listener question?
0: Yeah. Okay. So we've actually got two, two whole listener questions. Amazing. Because another one came in whilst we were chatting.
1: Can you tell that we're a popular podcast with two whole listener questions?
0: Shut up. Oh. <laughs> what's annoying is that I only put the question box on our podcast Instagram which has like 200 followers and we put a question box on our Instagrams which have you know collectively 100,000 followers although probably quite a lot of overlap and like yeah very not very long ago so this was not well organized oh have you got
1: one Mm, I've got one as well
0: (gasps) so we've only got three so we didn't do this very organizedly but we did ask recently like in the last couple of hours for some questions, and we got three of them. So I I'm going to go first, and you can go, and then you can go, and then I'll ask the last one last because it's a short one. Yeah. So my first uh, question is from a follower of mine, and she says, "I sometimes feel that I'm in an echo chamber with feminism in terms of what she consumes, in terms of social content, and the the media she consumes, and following people like me and you, and la la la. Let me explain." Mm-hmm. And find always find that my my social circle makes a conscious effort to convince me I'm wrong. Any advice? And I followed up with her, and she seemed to, so she seemed to be saying that because she was educating herself. I don't know if her ideas have changed a lot, but basically, when she's out with her friendship group, they will. It's not that she's going kind of like start like bringing up feminist issues. It's that they will kind of bring it up that and try and like justify to her like why it's okay Mm. for men to have younger partners why like you know women and men are different why i don't like other things like that like quite quite like like quite conservative like manosphere-ish type stuff like
1: and it's interesting that that that's a conscious effort as well so it's like a it's not like a it's not like it comes up naturally in a conversation
0: or she's going i'm reading this book and it says that you know whatever Um. Yeah. So I did reply to her and say, "Who the fuck are your friends, mate?" <laughs> <laughs> um. That's a direct quote. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, she said that she has, you know, sort of cut ties with some people, um. But it also happens at work and in her family circle. So, mm-hmm. I mean. In terms of advice, and and she, uh, I mentioned on last week's podcast, Gina Martin's book, No Offence But, and she said she's read that because it's really good about like having difficult conversations. Um, And she said she's read that and it does help to a certain extent. But this seems to be people, it isn't, they're not honest conversations if someone's just like, oh, by the way, I'm going to try and convince you of this again. Mm. Um, So I don't know if there's a way to just... And she says i think she tries to say she doesn't want to talk about it but i don't know if there's a way to just set a boundary with some people like especially family members or at work where you're just like um can we just can we just say like we don't talk about this because
1: yeah
0: like it's uh, if because if it's somebody who's like constantly trying to convince you it's not someone who you're having an interesting conversation with where they're listening to what you're saying Mm -hmm. then i would say like that that's maybe like a waste of everyone's time and energy and it's just mm-hmm. making everything unpleasant it's sad and it depends how like sexist they are to so whether you're not you yeah. even want to be around them but some people you don't have a choice whether you're around them do you so. well
1: yeah because I guess I I guess she's she seems to be speaking specifically around a friendship group doesn't it and mm. I guess there's this idea maybe that because we're friends with people we have to remain friends with people because it's almost like you you know you can't it's that idea of you can't choose your family but you can choose your friends so therefore mm-hmm. kind of if you've chosen your friends you obviously then have these values or things in common and actually you know they that maybe there's this kind of societal or internal pressure to remain friends with these people mm-hmm. however you know usually people you're friends with people because you share similar values or you share similar beliefs or you have common interests mm-hmm. and i guess One of the things that would be worth thinking about is this particular area of um conflict with your friends with within your friendship group is that starting to outweigh the other things that you may have in common or the other values that you have um with your friends because if that if that's the case then actually it might be worth starting to reconsider this sort of friendship dynamic and i guess if there are other things that you 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 find more valuable and you you have the shared values and common beliefs and common um hobbies and things like that it might just be worth just meeting your friends for those particular um things or engaging in those things and actually like you like you said kind of putting a boundary in and saying actually i think we have quite differing views and you know i'd like to maintain this friendship so let's you know meet up for whatever it is that you have a common interest in and do that rather than discussing you know gender politics and things like that
0: yeah but i guess if they want to discuss it they can discuss it during any kind of activity what she said was oh yeah and i said what who the fuck?" so i said who the fuck are your friends and mm. um, her response was just i uh, was i have gradually removed many but you get this at, w- at work as well and in family circles which she said okay. i get this at work as well and in family circles i don't know i'm like what what the fuck um because this seems like weird people are fixated on making sure she's not a feminist um mm. i mean and then and she's really like and i guess is what i talked about on the last podcast you know she's really conscious that she wants to have you know she doesn't want to be like judge people or like write them off or you know she wants to be patient with people it takes a long time to change your mind about stuff but these people seem to be they're not giving her the same grace right they're not no. they're not so i I think it's okay sometimes to just tell people to fuck off like uh you know i mean like i'd never tell people to fuck off i'm just i I have a character online but no but like as in not necessarily to say fuck off but to be like i don't i don't want to like this is actually upsetting me like you're upsetting me right now and i'd rather you just stop talking to me uh, completely i i don't want to talk to you about this it's really tricky in stuff like family and stuff like that it,
1: it's hard in family isn't it probably a bit easier in work like because i guess you know it's maybe easier to kind of put those boundaries yeah. in i saying actually this is something i don't want to discuss or i've noticed that this is something that you keep bringing up and actually it makes me feel uncomfortable or a certain way
0: yeah and in, in work you can talk to hr about it you
1: exactly can, yeah you can be
0: like uh, so people keep trying to tell me that like men can date younger women <laughs> like i don't know whatever it might be but it's like
1: oh i mean if it is if it's bordering on sort of like you know harassment or sort of um creates an unpleasant work environment then yeah i imagine you probably have sort of some remit to discuss it with hr
0: and i think it's, it is hard in in the work context i i often would just make jokes i mm-hmm. i had a running joke uh that i would say to men when they were being a bit inappropriate at work one in one of my jobs where i'd just be like i'll oh, just i'll send you that email about the sexual harassment seminar uh <laughs> uh and it was like ha 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 and i was like no seriously fucking stop talking to me like that and it's hard to hold your tongue and you feel like maybe you're doing something wrong but you can't you know you got to eat you got to you got to work you know it's 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 a really hard thing if you can find allies within your friendship group find who it is that does actually agree with you mm-hmm. or maybe someone who's quiet during those conversations and ask them what they think and mm-hmm. stuff like that if you can find allies at work and then just like send each other bitchy emails whilst people talk about sexist stuff you know like some kind of outlet but you can't necessarily um you can't win all the battles which like no it's is a rub is rubbish i mean you know you just buy everyone feminist books for christmas and then like leave like mic drop bye
1: or just or, yeah or just sort of you know send them a link to this podcast and sort mm, of see what they yeah. say
0: i think that's what you should do actually yeah sorry so let's scrap that whole answer Um, just send them just make <laughs> them listen to our podcast everyone you've ever met um hmm.
1: Uh but I guess the the, the family one is tricky mm. though isn't it because I think there's there's a certain level of um acceptance there that kind of has to go I guess it depends on the nature of the relationship within the family um but I guess you know there are a lot of there are a lot of factors that kind of can come into play when it's when it is family so age I guess culture potential religious beliefs you know depending on who you are and the sort of place that you grew up in etc things like yeah. that how how deeply ingrained those beliefs are within sort I'm, of like i'm
0: always a bit like i'm always it, it was a different time people are older thing is starting to mm. wear thin with me now though because my mom is 76 right she was born in 1947 in swansea like whiter than mm. white swansea to market traders and she mm. is super right on she's trans inclusive she's always been like for gay rights she's always been somebody who's an activist she's you know she's she was like awkward but she was campaigning against apartheid in south africa you know in the 80s <laughs> so i'm like how old do you have to be now for it to be okay to be you know for, it's like yeah. you've lived through these things you see what the same things that i know um you know i reckon 90 plus i'm allowing it because to be fair you're like almost dead like you know what i mean like you're you're not as long as you're not being yeah. racist to your carers it's it's all right with me but like yeah i just find that a bit annoying yeah and i think it is hard to hold your tongue sometimes but just think of it not as you're giving in to their ideology but that you're preserving your peace
1: yeah it's about saving your energy isn't it it's about sort of you know the the emotional the, the emotional and mental strain that these kind of things can take
0: yeah yeah okay what's your uh what's your question like?
1: so my question is yeah oh. I'm going to ask it, but you might have to answer it because it is sort of gender related.
0: Well, that's how questions work, babe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you think marriage is a trap for women, mostly?
0: So I um a book's just come out in Australia by Clementine Ford mm-hmm. called I Don't, The Case Against Marriage. Okay. And I think it's pretty incendiary. Like she's absolutely, the more research she did, the more she was like, this is the worst thing ever. Um. <laughs> I have, uh I, I find it tricky to talk about this because I don't, I've looked lots of very feminist friends who are, have gotten married quite recently. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to be like, yours. I think as a system, as part of the patriarchal system, it, it it wasn't a trap for women, it but it was something um, that is a product of a system where women weren't seen as fully human and fully, like... Uh, autonomous you know you became you were part of your father's household then you became part of your mother's household now in different traditions it's different in different cultures but actually also in different cultures marriage is is different it can be you know much more like uh it can be polyamorous it can be polygamous it can be just you know yeah it it can be different in different cultures but if we're talking about western Mm -hmm. patriarchal marriage
1: i mean it's your typical sort of heteronormative you know sort of
0: yeah, we're talking, about, we're talking about two straight people, yeah. uh, cishet, cishet people, you know, getting married. Um, I think that looking at all the stats of how when people have kids and how that changes relationships on average, not, you know, obviously there's lots of exceptions. The way that it's like a thing that girls aspire to, girls think about their wedding. Mm-hmm in a way that boys tend not to you know girls think about their wedding dress it's her day um and then it's like mm, congratulations you have signed up to do the vast proportion of the labor in your house for the rest of your life and i i say that as somebody who's a really messy person who probably was in quite an equal marriage in terms of physically doing domestic labor mm-hmm. together although mentally i think i was still carrying most of the load but yeah i think it's i, I don't know about a trap for women i think that's kind of a simplistic way to say uh, it. I don't know if, I don't know if as a feminist, getting married is a thing that I would do again. Okay. I don't, I don't really see what the point of it is. I don't think that we should be promising till death do us part in, in the days where we all live till we're yeah. in our eighties or whatever.
1: I I would agree with that in the sense that I think, um, you know, the nature of, so my understanding was that sort of marriage was always kind of like the binding agreement that would make sure that you stay together Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff and I just think that you can do that without necessarily getting married like if you are in love committed happy with the person that you're with you don't necessarily need the marriage vows and the ceremony and all that kind of stuff in order to cement that. Because if you're with the person that you kind of want to be with, then yeah. that kind of will naturally happen. Um, I think maybe sometimes the the laws and the legalities around marriage can make it more challenging for women to maybe want to leave mm-hmm. or, you know, I guess it maybe can impact on their ability to leave in terms of resources yeah. and in terms of childcare and looking you know, if, if there are children involved and mm-hmm. um, looking after the children and things like that, it can probably make it more challenging to leave, especially yeah. if you're thinking about houses and all the kind of stuff. I don't know all this, all this stuff. Cause I've never been.
0: Yeah, I know. And, and I mean, in terms of marriage in which you are financially unequal and uh, especially if you're somebody who ends up staying at home mm-hmm. with kids, that is that can be a trap mm-hmm.
1: or it can at least feel like you are trapped
0: you can feel like you are trapped but also you know if you are then in a, an abusive relationship yeah 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 and you don't have your recourse to your own funds then you are essentially trapped you know you actually trapped and uh,
1: yeah you are trapped yeah
0: there isn't enough provision for women who need to flee those things no. um and all men who need to flee those things i can hear like men's rights activists shouting at me from here but yeah so and and considering that you know the women two or three women a week are killed by a partner or ex-partner you know
1: yeah somebody that they are or used to be in a relationship with yeah
0: yeah but that's not to do with marriage that's
1: that's just partnership
0: um but i think i and i I do think there's kind of a trap of like a psychological trap of you need to find a man who picks you forever and then you'll Mm -hmm. be validated and then you kind of like, I know so many women of, of like millennial generation who are like early divorcees and we're all like, oh my God, this is so great. Like why, what the fuck were we doing in our 20s? We were trying to do the thing that we were told we should do. And it was shit. Like it wasn't, it didn't help. Like, And don't get me wrong, my, my my marriage wasn't totally shit. Like it was actually lovely a lot of the time. Um, But at the same time, I was trying to do this thing that I thought would like complete me or like Mm -hmm. do like it was how you do life Mm -hmm. and nah no thanks i'm all right actually um in the end but so i don't know about a trap
1: so you would not necessarily recommend though
0: i would say i don't know why it's the legal side of it is necessary Mm -hmm. but then i think it's weird because then if you get married and you say oh we're not actually doing it legally people are like oh what's the point so because we, we want a day where we say like, we, you know, we say vows to each other and, and people and, and, and we celebrate and we say this is, you know, we're, this is our big commitment. I think that probably people should get married like when they've been together for 10 years or something. I think you should be living together for a really long yeah. time. I love those weddings. Those are the great, yeah. unless it's a plaster like, which also happens where people have been together a long time and they're like, right, we'll get married and have a child. And then they're immediately just like divorced because,
1: yeah. Yeah. It makes it worse.
0: Although, like, let's just both say this for the podcast listeners. um, Don't have a child to fix a relationship. (laughs) That is literally the worst idea in the world.
1: It is not advisable. No.
0: Okay so i've got one last question for you go on then and this is the only one that came in on our instagram okay on our podcast instagram is die hard a christmas movie
1: <laughs> yes okay Cool. absolutely 100 percent, unequivocally yes um i do this weird thing where i do a countdown to die hard every year where i watch all the die hard films in reverse order until i watch number one just before christmas
0: oh and you and you got a wife yeah even though you do things like that isn't that amazing no i'm joking <laughs> that's quite cute
1: she loves me she loves me for all my weird quirks
0: does she Or well, not in spite
1: of to be fair she doesn't she's not a big fan of that one she's like fucking hell are you watching it again <laughs> actually she doesn't swear so she but so i've put the fucking hell in but you can see it on her face so yeah die hard is a christmas movie that's funny.
0: Yeah, so definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean, you heard it here, folks. Guess what?
1: Guess what? What?
0: Never seen Die Hard.
1: Fuck off. Have you not? <laughs> no. To be fair, I'm not sure you'd actually like it. There is quite a <laughs> lot of. Um, so the, so I watch it, and there is a lot of um, sort of bravado and machismo and. Um, oh, yeah. Sort of like very sort of like gendered man saves women kind of thing.
0: Dude, I'm not somebody who can't watch something that has like. I'm not, like, I can watch, I watched Marvel movies. So. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Um,
0: Although they are quite knowing sometimes. Yeah. yeah, it's a great film. Yeah, I think I might, I said, I told my partner that I hadn't seen it, like, recently, mm-hmm. um, which I think I've told him before, but he always forgets, I think, maybe because it's so mm-hmm. shocking. That he tries oh, yeah, it blocks to, it like, out. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought, what a lovely question to end on. Uh, I hope everyone has a lovely Christmas. But hang on. So what? you're
1: going to watch it this year though, right?
0: we'll see. I know what happens at the end, dude. Like that's the thing. I know what happens at the end. Like,
1: yeah, have seen, you know, I've seen but...
0: I like I've seen all of the iconic bits.
1: Yeah, but you know what ha- but you know what happened in the end of Titanic? The fucking ship sank. You still watch the film though, don't you?
0: I didn't know if they survived. <laughs> I hate spoilers, and yeah. it's been ro- ro- like royally spoiled. Well, for me, it's so, yeah.
1: no, no. But again, listen you can't you can't hold that against the film that's thirty years old. I'm
0: not holding it against the film. I'm just saying that I'm not motivated to well, watch but, it. Well,
1: uh, but okay, you're not holding it against it, but you are using it as a means to for a reason to not watch the film. <laughs> it's like people who say like yeah. if you if you ruin the end of Six Sense now, they're like, well, I didn't know. You're like, well, it's not. was whose fucking fault is that? If you haven't watched the film, no, yet. I'm
0: not saying I'm not saying anyone is anyone's fault. I'm just saying I know what happens. So, but also, I would have known what happens if I hadn't if I didn't know because, like the like the goodie wins in yeah, those films. in, in so. all those
1: films, yeah, exactly.
0: Um, maybe I'll watch it. We'll see. Okay. Um, but like, I'm well. not going to let a man tell me what to do.
1: So, <laughs> can you let a man make a very strong suggestion
0: uh yes you already have though so don't do it again
1: that it might improve your christmas
0: okay we'll (laughs) see um anyway uh, this has been really interesting. It's good to chat in a more informal way. Let us know how you feel about it. Please follow us on at Manosphere Pod on Instagram. Um, leave us a review, all that good shit. Have a great Christmas. Yes. We will take um. We will take a, a week off in the in between times, and uh, we. I haven't told Dan this, but we're going to actually like, schedule what we're going to do next year and, like, have a clear idea of things, I think. We're going to
1: have a schedule and a, and a, and a, and a, and a menu of things that we're going to talk about.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think we're going to do that.
1: Amazing. Mm. Amazing. Oh,
0: and thank you to the 41 people from uh, who's, oh, yeah. who's, uh, of whose Spotify wrapped we were top.
1: Number one for 41 people, baby.
0: Including, la, 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 let me explain. Oh
1: what a year yeah, like cool. or half a year or four months when is it August? yeah i
0: can't wait to uh post one of those you know the when they do the comparisons at the end of the year oh, next yeah. year and it's, it's like oh my god now we've got a million views <laughs> um
1: oh no yeah no that no, was good dan's
0: not as ambitious as me but you know we'll get there i have faith okay merry christmas everybody merry stay safe
1: christmas, everybody. oh bye
0: bye